Chapter 3 Sabotage The rest of the day went as usual. George Washington was deemed to be a great candidate for baptism into the Roman Catholic Church. A moot point, since he was dead. Sister Joanne put the kibosh on any discussion of whether the father of our country made it to heaven or not. The dismissal bell found me hightailing at home. I walked in on what looked like a Mexican standoff between Boots, my Scotch Terrier, and Fish, our tabby cat. The radio played Little Brown Jug in the background, a catchy Glenn Miller tune. Mom loved Glenn Miller. She said it reminded her of Dad. Boots positioned herself between Fish and Fish's food dish. She crouched, facing Fish, rear end up in the air, stubby little black tail wagging. A low, gurgling little groan announced she was ready to challenge the cat to a fur-flying, caterwauling, barking melee. Fish, her tail expanded to resemble my mom's feather duster, executed two swift moves, vaulting onto the kitchen counter and leaping to the top of the fridge's round compressor. From that lofty perch, she proceeded to lick her tail into a more manageable style. All the while glaring down her cute orange nose at Boots, who is now running around in circles in frustration. This little tableau was repeated so often that I was beginning to believe Boots was either retarded or suffered from canine dementia. Want a treat? I called, clapping my hands. Before you could say John Buckley's teeth, my two little buddies sat at attention at my feet. Slipping off my backpack, I jiggled the treat jar. Behind me, eight little paws did a tap dance on the tile floor. Treats accepted, truce declared, peace reigned in our home, Windley Cottage. The radio went to another Glenn Miller tune. Mom really loved this guy's music. The door to the porch that faced the beach on the other side of the house banged shut. Mom? I called. Her bare feet slapped along the tiles as she made her way to the kitchen. Lily, I'm glad you're home. I didn't like what I saw. Her hair clung to her face in sweaty ringlets. Her sweater and pants were streaked with some black stuff. And she looked at me with an expression that said, I'm so sorry your goldfish died. Only... I haven't had a goldfish since the one whose demise she told me about died when I was five. Mom? My knees were beginning to feel watery. If my heart hadn't stopped, it would be pounding. What's wrong for Pete's sake? You look like you've seen a ghost. Oh, honey. She was coming at me with open arms ready to hug me. What is it, Mom? You're scaring me. There was a fire today, just before lunch. And it was your beach shack. The beach shack was our clubhouse. The buccaneers held our meetings there. What? Who? Do the firemen know what happened? They think... It was a homeless person who was living there during the day when you and your buddies were in classes. I pulled out a kitchen chair and sat down, hard. 
Could this be connected to the stolen money, I wondered? I know the homeless beaches, and I don't think any one of them would set a fire so carelessly. It's never happened before. Things were beginning to make no sense. The first thing I needed to do was to figure out how to get the Buccaneers together and where so we could get down to business. This was spinning out of control. So was my head. <laughs>